I am afraid of the dark. In particular, I am afraid of facing the pain and darkness of our world. I have therefore spent the majority of my life trying to avoid and ignore it. I have avoided it because it's scary. I have avoided it because it's overwhelming. The needs of our world are overwhelming. And I have avoided it because it reminds me too much of my own pain and my own dark side. Lent, therefore, is not one of my favorite traditions because Lent is a season of reflection, a time when we engage our own sin, our own pain and struggles, and those of the world around us. And I imagine that if any of you are like me, spending time in the darkness is scary. It is especially overwhelming if we think we need to do this alone. A few years ago, I was a chaplain at a hospital, and a nurse paged me and let me know that there was a man in hospice who wanted to die, and his family wanted someone to talk with him. I was terrified. When I got to the room, I asked him, why is it that you want to die? Now, I asked him that question, but I didn't actually listen to his answer. I was afraid of what he was experiencing, and so I tried to get him to talk about some positive things. What are, what are the things that are worth living for? And so I asked him about his family. I asked him about work. I asked him about God. But none of it was working. He looked at me with his depressed and tired eyes and just said, I, I just want to die. And I had nothing left to say that was going to bring him out of his depression. Even more, I had no answers that would quiet my own anxieties. So I sat there and I prayed to myself, Father, help me. Father, help me. Eventually I heard an inner voice that I realized was the voice of Jesus and it said, Listen. Listen again. Listen to him. I was being invited by Jesus to enter into this man's story and this man's experience. And so I looked at him and I said, Tell me again. Why do you want to die? And he told me about his life. I have worked my entire life very hard, and yet I have lived in poverty. And now I can no longer work, and and I feel like a burden to my family. I have cancer running throughout my body. I am constantly in pain, and the doctors can do nothing for me. I am tired, and I just want the suffering to end. I listened. And I heard what he was saying. I looked into his eyes and I said, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense that you want to die. And I recounted what he had told me and I said again, yeah, that makes sense. And it's okay. It's okay. It was a beautiful sunny day that day, the the kind of day that you don't really like when you're facing such pain and darkness. But as the conversation came to an end, the man wanted help to get out of his bed. He wanted help because he wanted to dance with his wife in the sunshine. Now this was not the full force of God's redeeming and healing power at work in this man's life because the cancer was still killing him. But this was a glimpse of that power. This was a hint of the victory over death's dark hold which Jesus won on Easter morning. I don't know how this story impacts you, but... I was absolutely astonished when this man got up to 
dance with his wife. I had spent the majority of our conversation trying to avoid the hard stuff. Because to tell you the truth, I really didn't think that Jesus would meet us there. But I was wrong. I needed to be reminded of what Jesus reminds us in the prayer that he taught his followers. I needed this prayer because, first of all, it acknowledges the pain and the darkness of our world, and it doesn't avoid it. Secondly, though, it reminds us of a God who is present with us in the midst of the darkness. A God who is not afraid of our pain and our dark side like we are. A God who is at work bringing about healing and reconciliation and redemption. And thirdly, this is a prayer that we often pray together as a gathered people, which reminds us that we are not alone on this journey. He, Jesus, was praying in a certain place. And after he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to a time of trial. Hallowed be your name reminds us that God's name is holy, but that throughout history, God's name has been profaned when the needs of others have been ignored. God's name has been profaned when the vulnerable, the outsider, the homeless, and the person in whom the pain and darkness of our world is most evident is ignored. And there are many, many people who are ignored. And to pray for God's kingdom to come bears the ever-present reminder that there is another kingdom at work in our world that stands in opposition to the values of God's kingdom. We struggle with sin, the reality of death, addictions, and violence. And give us each day our daily bread reminds us not only of our spiritual hunger, but the very real hunger that millions of people throughout our world and throughout our own community experience every day. Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, forces us to acknowledge that the darkness is not only out there, the darkness is also in here. And the call to forgive one another reminds us of the pain of division and, and broken relationships. And then finally, we pray a seemingly impossible prayer that we would be spared from a time of trial. I don't know about you, but I am not capable of holding all of this. And fortunately, this prayer doesn't leave us alone to carry it by ourselves. When Jesus prays, Our Father, powerful images flash through the minds of Jesus' followers of a God who is not afraid of entering into the mess of our world. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness, darkness covered the face of the deep. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. To call upon God as our Father, the Father of all creation, reminds us of someone who is capable and willing to bring goodness and life out of the darkness. And then our minds flash to stories from the Exodus. The people of God cry out in the midst of their enslavement, and God hears their cry, and God acts to liberate them. The language of father and son comes out of this time when God said to Moses, then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son. Let my son go, that he may worship me. And God brought his people out of Egypt. 
out of the hopelessness of slavery. Then our minds flash to the work of Jesus, who came as an apprentice son doing what he saw his father doing. He came to stand in the midst of the pain and the darkness to bring God's kingdom into our world. He came to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim that this is the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus walked through the darkness, the darkest darkness, through the cross and through death until he came out the other side victorious. My wife Maya and I have gone through some pretty difficult experiences over the last several years. And for me personally, this has been combined with a season of spiritual darkness where I have wondered, where could God be? I have tried to carry that burden of uncertainty and doubt for a long time. And I have tried to carry it by myself, but that has only left me tired and angry. So a few weeks ago, I emailed some friends and family to let them know a little bit about what we were going through. And I asked them for help. I asked them to pray for us. As people began to respond, I received many encouraging emails. I received one email from a friend who met me in the midst of my struggle, who met me in the midst of my fear and doubt and helped me carry that burden. He wrote, It is hard, it is unbelievably hard to believe that God has not abandoned us in such circumstances. So for what it's worth, Tim, you have every freedom to go on doubting. We will believe for you in the gap. We will pray for you. I do believe that Jesus has been present sustaining me and carrying me through this dark time. But here in this encounter with a friend, I actually felt that Jesus was present. And that is no small thing. We can't carry our burdens or those of our world by ourselves. We need Jesus and we need one another. I don't know what engaging the pain and darkness of our world will look like for all of us during this Lenten season. Perhaps it will involve engaging the suffering, engaging the suffering our world through acts of service, which will bring us intimately close to those in whom the pain and darkness of our world is most evident. Perhaps it will be engaging our own experiences and stories of pain through counseling or, or by sharing our story with a trusted friend. Maybe it will be just asking a friend to pray with us or for us. Or perhaps there are wounds that are too fresh and too deep to deal with right now, and, and that's okay too. But what I do know is that when we begin to engage the pain and darkness of our lives and of our world, there will be a God there who is capable. There is a God there who is capable of holding our sin, a God who is capable of holding our pain and our darkness. Jesus will be there carrying us through to the other side, to Easter, to the resurrection, and to a place of healing and reconciliation. And as we come forward to receive ashes on our forehead, let us remember that we are not alone. We come in the presence of God, a God who is willing to stand in the darkness with us, and we come in the company of fellow humans, fellow sinners, fellow sons and daughters of God. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you have not ignored us and that you are bigger than our world. You are bigger than our pain. You are bigger than our struggles. 
And we thank you that you meet us there, that you carry us through, that you carry us through to Easter morning, to a place of life, to a place of healing. Lord, help us to lean against that in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Because we know.